Anyways, sometimes I would, some days I would just walk like eight miles yeah. <laughs> in a day. Yeah. Courtney would, like, Courtney just ended up, like, knowing that I was going to show up, like, having walked, like, be a little sweaty or be a little cold. <laughs> like, <laughs> she would just be like, did you walk here? I'm like, no. She's like, you want some water? Like yeah. granola bar? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> I'm not... Is that weird? Is that weird to walk, like, four miles to somewhere? No. I don't think, objectively, it's weird. I just think it's, like, because of where we live, like, I think it's, like, not as normalized. Mm -hmm. But, like, if I were in better shape, I would do that because there are definitely times where I decide to walk because I don't feel like taking the tea or, like, but I just am not, like, I could probably walk two miles and then be done. Mm -hmm. So I think it's not weird. It's just, like, the length of time you can walk as a human is yeah. compared to me. But I'm sure there are other people who, like, exercise <laughs> who can do that kind of shit, no problem. You can work up to it, too. Yeah, yeah. I can go on a nice long walk. I usually, the last, like, year of my life, though, I have to pee all the time. So that's really, like, what would get me on a walk like that. But I bet if you, like knew the walk well you would know where you could pee mm -hmm. yeah in dallas like i knew all the places the pee spots. To pee, yeah um smu i would always just like stop there for mm. it was like three miles from my apartment so like and then i would like so i would do a long run so i could stop there on like the way out mm. and like then on the way back and they had water fountains and one time i ran into my my friends they were doing because they tailgate on SMU. They mm -hmm. have this, like, beautiful boulevard, and you could buy, like, tailgating spots. And my friends had a tailgating spot, and I didn't realize that there was a game that day. But I, like, ran by <laughs> on my way back, <laughs> and I ended up stopping and playing a game of beer <laughs> They were like, you want to join? I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I, I had run, like, 14 miles. Wow. And then I still had three more to go. And After I, you played beer pong? Yeah. And that was, like, the kind of shape I was in. I could yeah. just, like, Holy shit, run Aaron. 14 miles and then play a game of beer pong. Is that before you got hurt? Yeah. Aw. Yeah. I like that you're wearing a Don't Mess With Texas shirt right now. <laughs> 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 uh, I know. I was, it was either this or, like, a tie-dye shirt, and I was like... I'm gonna go with this one. <laughs> We're still wearing, like, very similar <coughs> the same outfit. <laughs> It's like we both varied the outfit we were wearing last time slightly, but like no, I'm wearing the same exact outfit. Are you? <laughs> the same pants, the same oh. shirt, but this time I have a sweater and a jacket. I thought you had leggings on for some reason. No, um, but I was like, and we varied it in the same exact way. <laughs> I did think about wearing leggings today. It's a leggings kind of day. I know, but I didn't have any clothes that, like, covered my butt, and I'm still mm. in a weird place in my life where I'm, like, not brave enough to wear, yeah. to, like, wear out an outfit where the, the shirt doesn't cover the butt. Yeah. Because I'm dumb. No, I totally feel that. <laughs> <laughs> it's more just because, like, I don't want anybody look at, fucking looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, that's the thing. When I lived in Texas, ever, like, I would go out places, like, half naked because it was so friggin' hot and right. like everyone was just in like short shorts and like a tank top and I would be like completely comfortable just like walking around but I would never walk around Boston in that outfit no I don't know 
why? Like, I feel like I would just be looked at more here. Yeah. Like, I feel like in Texas, it was just like, oh, okay, like, it's 170 degrees, 107 degrees out, so, yeah. like, you're just gonna, like, wear a bathing suit. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> and, like, right. That's, like, no one cares. But here, I would just be like, nope. <laughs> yeah. No. It's definitely, like, being in a city. Like, mm. Dallas is a city, but it's not, like, a, like, you drive everywhere. And right. Like, here, like, people just see you on the street, and, like, public transportation, you're in very close quarters oh, with people. God, yeah. It's different yeah. in that aspect. I also feel like with leggings, I remember, like, a time before leggings. Mm. <laughs> so I think they're not as still, they're not as, like, normalized for our age group. Like, oh, yeah. I see, like, my students wearing them. It's, like, not, it doesn't make me uncomfortable, but I think sometimes, like, I would be uncomfortable just, like, myself. I remember track, we used to, like, wear spandex, but then, like, shorts over them. Yeah. And I was actually thinking about that the other day, because I saw a girl, like, wearing that, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's, like, what people used to wear, and now it's, like, you just wear spandex right right right. you don't put shorts over them right and like people are really into the like athleisure leggings now Mm -hmm. yeah it's like comfy as hell (laughs) look at me i'm not freezing (laughs) oh dude i'm so ready for like yeah i'm ready to just wear like long sweaters over some leggings and never leave my apartment (laughs) yes yeah i'm ready for it to be cool and it was like 40 you got in the 40s last night yeah it was cold uh, welcome. Oh, <laughs> one of the most boring openers we've ever had. Yeah, it was cold. <laughs> cold. Dot, dot, dot. That, I feel like that whole conversation we had was just so old. <laughs> I, when, when I was walking to the Friendly Toast, my Shannon and I, mm-hmm. for 20 minutes, talked on the phone about grammar <laughs> oh my god and grammar and how it's not taught properly in public school mm-hmm. and like we were like we had a really good conversation about it and I was like oh my gosh <laughs> I was like we're so old that we just talked about that oh god um, teachings yeah my students were really into grammar though they That's like good. liked the lesson I think like they were like asking questions and because Grammar is not in the common core for yeah. public schools, so. When I feel like it's probably a good thing in our classes, at least, like, for them to latch on to, because a lot of the other stuff we teach is kind of abstract, so mm-hmm. I feel like... They... Yeah. Here we go, talking about grammar. <laughs> <laughs> Should it... we do a corrections corner? Oh, that's right! <laughs> the, yeah. Wait, what's our version of that? Corrections? No. Co- cosmic, cosmic corrections? Uh, notes from a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> so a couple episodes ago <laughs> what why was I talking about the fucking plague I don't know I don't remember why I was talking about the plague but I brought up that there was like an outbreak of the plague in Madagascar and I think that I saw what I said and someone else was wrong <laughs> but apparently I was talking about the bubonic plague and Aaron's sister who is very qualified. Mm-hmm. Or, or, uh, it was her, her husband, husband, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're married now. Mm-hmm. Was like, LOL, no. <laughs> it's not the fucking bubonic plague. It's the, what is it? Pneumonic. Pneumonic, which is yeah. pneumonia. Yeah. But like, it pneumonia has to do with the lungs. Yeah. And the 
bubonic plague has to do with skin. Ew. Yeah. I mean, so it's still the same plague. No? In, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, we did not get enough information. <laughs> I'll see if he can, uh, I'll see if I can get him to write it. If you're listening, you should email us. Yeah. But either way, I was wrong. <laughs> Whatever I yeah, said was fine. wrong. <laughs> Um, and then my sister told me who she's very qualified about the gestation length of babies. We couldn't, the last podcast, we weren't sure if people were pregnant for nine or ten. And I still don't know. Her explanation was that it's counted as 40 weeks because it's 40 weeks from your last missed period, but you get pregnant in the middle of a cycle. So there's, like, no such thing as just being one week pregnant because by the time you are pregnant, they are already at two weeks. Like, the doctors are already counting at two weeks. So, like, it's 40, like, when someone says, like, due date, it's, like, 40 weeks. But you're, like, I don't know. Something like that. 40 weeks is 10 months, though. Is it? So, like, (laughs) nine and a half. Like, nine and a half, you are actually, like, the sperm is in the egg. You're pregnant for, like, 10 months, but... Yeah. You probably don't know until, like, a month. Yeah, in. yeah. Like, by the time the doctor confirms it, you're, like, nine months away, maybe. hmm Yeah. Math. Math, huh? Yeah. But she did prove you right. Oh, about the, uh, 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 what time of year you're born mm-hmm. might mean you're more likely to get certain things. Yeah. Oh, man. I, that was <laughs> great. So, apparently, so in the last podcast, the last episode, I said... I was talking about a study, a group of studies that I read an article about that were saying based on the time of year you were born, which we can translate into based on your astrological sign, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you're more likely to have certain diseases or health situations. And Aaron's sister was like, yeah, that's true because of environmental factors. I got in such a fight about that with someone and I feel so vindicated. Um, I think it makes sense. Oh, it I don't think it's that sense. much of a stretch no. to be like, oh, like the temperature, like mm-hmm. the foods people were eating, like I think all that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, like allergens. Yeah. Are, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I fully believe. I mean, I mean, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Astrology is real. That's basically. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. So yeah, cosmic corrections. Yeah, cosmic corrections. I like that. Um, <laughs> email in if you want us to talk anymore about that yeah if you have any questions <laughs> if you have any questions don't email <laughs> no one ever emails us anyway no, so no <laughs> i feel like that was like a, a bitter thing no one ever emails us anyway <laughs> um we did skip a week so yeah that's fine whatever <laughs> it was halloween oh yeah that's right and last night was the full moon so there's a lot going on yeah Oh my god, no wonder everything feels so weird. <laughs> well, there was one day I was texting you and uh, I was on a I took four trains that day Mm-mm. and every single one was delayed or disabled somehow. Yeah. And uh, I like looked up in the planets, but I couldn't find anything. Just that it was approaching a full moon. Approaching the beaver moon, I think. Mm, interesting. I think that's the November moon. But I'm not sure. We should talk. The Beaver Moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that should be. Well, oh no, it already well, passed. Yeah. I guess. Uh, okay. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> well, today, today we're talking about the things that we have heard in pop culture. Yes. About, about astrology. I'm so excited. <laughs> do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Hold on. Let me get my phone ready since I did it all via Google Docs. Same. Oh, man. I'm so excited. I have no idea what you're doing. Oh, really? I thought I told you. Are you doing... Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Let me... <laughs> let me try and find a clip from the movie. Okay. Then I know what you're doing. <laughs> but I'm very excited about it because I don't know much about it. Um, it's kind of anticlimactic in a really funny way. prophesy that mm. the planets are going to all the planets are going to align which um will enable the titans to break free from the like prison that Zeus put them in and Hades will be able to take over the world so i'm going to read the little like rhyme that they say the fate so this is we just heard them say in 18 years precisely the planets will align ever so nicely the time to act will be at hand. Unleash the titans, your monstrous band. Then the once proud Zeus will finally fall, and you, Hades, will rule all. Hmm. But a word of caution to this tale. Should Hercules fight, you will fail. <gasps> so the whole movie is basically about, like, when Hercules turns 18, mm -hmm. like, the planets are going to align. So I wanted to look up whether or not the planets, like, align uh -huh. question mark and if they do what that means astrologically i feel like that's that movie is so big for people our age too like people yeah. our age love that movie oh yeah the like greek chorus the mm -hmm. women that sing but i remember explicitly not being there were i had friends growing up who were not allowed to watch that movie because it was polytheistic <gasps> instead of like jesus like it had multiple gods and i'm like greek mythology question mark Yep. yep, yep, We've already gotten movies about Jesus. <laughs> Go yeah, watch Passion right? of the Christ. Yeah, okay. So, first off, I have some myths mm -hmm. about what people thought would happen when the planets align. Because this has been, like, a popular idea for a long time. So, through the years, uh, there have been many ridiculous claims about planetary alignments. This is from Snopes. For instance, that they cause earthquakes or that they briefly allow people on Earth to be weightless. And the way that that myth started is in 1976, British astronomer Patrick Moore informed a radio audience that the movement of two planets, so there were like two planets that were going to be aligned, I don't remember which ones, um, the movement of two planets would result in an upward gravitational pull, which would make people on Earth lighter at precisely 9.47 a.m. that day. He invited his audience to jump in the air and experience, quote, a strange floating sensation, end quote. And within minutes, dozens of listeners had re reportedly phoned in to say the experiment had worked. They just fucking jumped in the air and were like, I'm on, there's no gravity. <laughs> <laughs> I yep. love that so, so much. Apparently that exact same, like, myth 
or hoax, I guess, recirculated as an online article in the early, in like 2011, and mm-hmm. people like thought it was real. <laughs> there, that was the Snopes original entry was about a thing that had been circulating on Facebook. Wow. And it was like, this is where this myth comes from. Obviously, it's not real. Uh-huh. Um, but then there are a lot of, like, apocalyptic theories about planets aligning. Because apparently, like, for example, in December 2012, there was supposed to be what looked like a planetary alignment in the mm-hmm. sky. Right around, like, the same time people thought the Mayan calendar had, like, predicted the world was going to end. Um And then there's actually a group of people, I I went deep into the internet for this, I did not mean to find this, but there's a group of people who think Hercules the movie was prophesying an end of the world, because it (laughs) came out in 1997 and was like, 18 years from now the planets will align, and there was some sort of super minimal cosmic thing happening in 2015, Uh 18 years after... Of the movie course. came out, so it's like 1997 to 2015, like, they're predicting, Disney's predicting some kind of, and I was like, I've gone too far, back button, back button, back button. <laughs> I would love to, like, interview one of those people. There's a video, I will send you the link. It is one of the most conspiracy theory-ish things I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those groups that believes in that one planet, Narib. Naribia? Naribia, which is mm. also what people thought was going to happen when uh, the solstice happened like, yeah. in August. That's always that one planet people are like, and it's not even real. Okay, I told so, you Hercules was really important. That <laughs> was really important. Okay, so the, that was, uh, those were some myths. Uh-huh. Now for the facts. Okay. Unfortunately, the planets never align. Oh! <laughs> so, because... The planets are tilted, and I got this part from, like, NASA. Mm -hmm. Damn NASA. (laughs) I know. Because the planets are tilted on slightly different planes, an alignment will never actually happen, like, a a true alignment, where a line could be drawn across the different, Mm -hmm. um, like, planes that they exist on through the center of each of them. Like, the center of each planet will never align. Because their their orbits are tilted differently and they exist on different, like, around the sun. Mm-hmm. Some math. But basically... I mean, I'll never float? <laughs> yeah, you're never gonna... Oh, that's like some it stuff. Oh, you'll float too. Um, so disregarding these varying planes that the planets exist on, the chances of the planets lining up are so low that the sun will destroy the first three planets before it even happens. So that is, like, getting at the idea that even with, like, the minor movements of orbits throughout Mm -hmm. time, like, even accounting for those, planets are going to burn up based on getting closer to the sun before the planets actually align. So what does align was Mm -hmm. my next question. Like, if all eight of them don't align, slash nine, Pluto. Yes. If all eight of, or nine of them, (laughs) Pluto! (laughs) If all nine of them don't align, then, like, do any of them align? And we do already know the answer to that, Mm -hmm. because, um, so twice a year, Earth is in just the right place so that it's lined up with respect to the sun, and both hemispheres of the planet receive the same amount of daylight. On these days, there are almost equal amounts of day and night, which is where the word equinox, meaning equal night in Latin, comes from. So that means the, the sun and the earth. Um, and then, obviously, we know during eclipses, the sun, 
the moon and the earth are lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, should I read all this? Let's see. An eclipse is really just a special kind of transit, which I thought was interesting, which is when any celestial body passes in front of another. From Earth, we are able to watch transits such as Mercury and Venus passing in front of the sun, but such transits also offer a way to spot new distant worlds. This was from NASA. When a planet in another star system passes in front of its host star, so its version of the sun, Mm -hmm. it blocks some of the star's light, making it appear slightly dimmer. By watching for changes in the amount of light over time, we can deduce the presence of a planet. This method has been used to discover thousands of other planets and other galaxies. And there's this woman that, she's a scientist, and she has designed this, like, huge thing that we'll put into space. And (laughs) your face is amazing. (laughs) We'll put in a space and we'll block the sun to other people so other planets (gasps) can find us. No! Yeah. She's like a, I think she works at MIT. That's really cool. Mm Mm-hmm. She said it it looked like the design of it is like, looks like a flower. Like, it's like, it has petals going out and it'll just like go out. I don't know if that's exactly 100% correct, but like that is the goal behind it is so other planets could see us because we're like the sun blocks us. Right, right, right. As well. Mm -hmm. Sorry. No, that just like. Don't apologize. (laughs) I was like, I need to tell her this. (laughs) The super nerdy part of me was like, that's way cooler than this idea of the planets aligning. Um, So I also read a bunch on the Sacramento Observatory Mm -hmm. website. So this is from there. And it also was saying that alignments, true alignments as we understand them, aren't possible with the planets. Yeah. So um, this writer said, a very common way to measure planets, a very common way is to measure the distance only along the ecliptic and to disregard the relatively small distance that the planets may wander from the ecliptic. The position of a planet is then indicated by its geocentric ecliptical longitude only. And so this was sort of saying that, like, when we see planets in alignment right because there are some times where from our point of view it looks like they're aligned in the sky mm-hmm. that's just based on like they're not actually aligned because our distance from them vary like mm-hmm. each planet is a different distance from us so one way that I found to explain sort of like how to think about that the planets are on different planes so this is from a time article time magazine from May 2011 um about a like month where it would look like five or six planets were aligned from Earth. So it says, beginning today and lasting for a few weeks, Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, and Mars will be visible in the early morning sky, aligned roughly along the ecliptic, or the path the sun travels throughout the day. Uranus and Neptune, much fainter, but they are all the same, should be visible through binoculars. And this was the explanation. In the same way that a group of people scattered randomly across the room can appear to be aligned depending on your angle of sight, so too can planets that seem tidally arranged from one point of view turn out to be nothing of the kind when you look at them another way. And so I thought that was interesting that I think the reason this idea of the planets aligning has been written about in mythology like for so long is because we can, to us, they do appear that Mm -hmm. way sometime, but actually they're not so that was like the astronomical answer to the question but of Mm -hmm. course I was like what does astrology think about it um and surprisingly 
there wasn't that much about this idea of planets aligning because a lot of astrological meaning is about when planets are interacting in the same part of the zodiac. Yeah. So if even if the planets do look aligned to us astrologically, they might not actually be in the same part of the zodiac. Mm-hmm. But one way to think about it is looking at, for example, what each of those planets mean that we can see. So for the planetary alignment that happened in 2016, in January 2016, Mercury, Venus, Saturn, Mars, and Jupiter appeared in a diagonal line and so astrologers at that time were talking about oops how mercury is the planet of communication saturn was the is the planet of tribulations and limitation venus was the planet of love and sociability also to some extent ruling finances mars ruling energy combativeness and sexual power and jupiter ruling philosophy religion law travels and morals and to me that just seemed like everything. (laughs) I was like, well, what else is there to even be ruled? (laughs) But at the time, astrologers were talking about it a lot as like how people interact with each other, Mm -hmm. like communication, um, love and sociability, uh, ruling energy, all of those things have to do with your outside world. And so at the time, astrologers were saying it's like a good time to consider how you are communicating yourselves to others Mm -hmm. so I think that is like generally how astrology translates planets aligning but surprisingly like I said surprisingly anticlimactic it makes sense though like because yeah it's like astrology isn't worried about how we see the planets in the sky it's where they actually are yeah which makes sense damn so the planets don't i feel like in 2016 there it was like the planets will all align but it was probably that we could see them in the sky yeah and it was um a lot of the astronomical sources i read like nasa and especially the sacramento website were saying that alignment is like the wrong word Mm -hmm. that we use alignment like in popular discussion but like mathematically they're not aligned but it's because we see them like look like they're aligned. yeah and I mean that makes sense that's how like people as you're saying like ancient civilizations would have seen that and been like oh they're yeah they're aligned (laughs) so like because we're the only people and that's or we're the only being right planet that that matters yeah Wow. So, yeah, the planets, uh... (gasps) I know. Well, it just means the Titans are never going to break out of their little sea prison, as depicted by Hercules the movie. So you should all feel safe and sound tonight. Praise the Lord, (laughs) Zeus. BTL Zeus. (laughs) PTZ. Well, we made it through 2015 when all that shit was supposed to happen. Yeah. And we made it through 2012. Mm -hmm. We made it through 2015. It's 2017 that's really gonna... I know, and that has nothing to do with the planets. Yeah. (laughs) Except this one. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. I liked it. (laughs) No, I liked it. That was super interesting. It was fun. But yours is real. (laughs) It is. I mean, astrology real. Uh, Oh no, are we like cynical today? No, I fully believe in it because one of the things like is actually really funny for what we were like Mm. had a conversation talking about um, earlier. Uh, What my Saturn return. Mm. Even though I was born during Saturn retro, Saturn was in retrograde when I was born and so was Mercury. So I don't know what that means for me. I need to like, yeah, but Anywho, 
So I was watching Parks and Rec when I was sick because that is my like go to show when I yeah feel horrible on my Netflix. Yes, account. on your Netflix. <laughs> Um, Share the love. <laughs> there was one time, did I tell you, that I logged in and... Both me and my mom were watching. Both you and your mom were watching not the same thing, but you were both watching, like, procedural, hour-long crime drama. <laughs> showed you what we were watching? No. Yeah. Holy shit. Which, so your mom, I need to give... Your mom should have my email, so if I if she ever logs on, mm. and I'm not, because no. she should just kick me off. No. Um, she has, like, all the different channels. She's fine. <laughs> she has Hulu. She has Amazon I would Prime. feel so bad, though. She has actual cable, too. Don't um, even worry about it. <laughs> but I thought that was very funny. Yeah, and I that's... logged in, and it was both of you were watching that at the same time. I, was I like, wish I knew what she was watching. Were you ever watching Blue Blood? No, that's her. Okay, so that was her. You were wa- and you were might have been- loves Blue Blood. You might have been watching Colonel Mines. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a generational difference. Yeah, I've been watching Mindhunter recently. I is it good? I am torn. It's like not bad, mm-hmm. but it is like I don't know. It's definitely not bad, but I can't decide if I like love it or not. It's, I'm not as obsessed with it as I wanted to be. But anyway. But, oh, but anyhow. 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 Because I mix anywho and anyhow. Okay, so I was watching Parks and Rec, and I was watching the last season, and in it, April is 29, and she is kind of freaking out about Mm -hmm. her life and she wants to do something different and I really like her character arc in all of Parks and Rec anyways because she comes starts off this like cynical intern and then at the end she's like figuring out what she wants to do and she seems kind of upset with her job at the parks department Mm -hmm. and Donna keeps saying Saturn return Saturn return and April's like, what is happening? <laughs> uh, so, and Donna explained that it's like when Saturn comes back into your sign and, or the sign it was in when you were born. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it has kind of like life change, life changing effects mm-hmm. on it. Because, so Saturn, it takes about 29 and a half years for Saturn to do a full orbit. Wow. Around the sun. So that means between the time when you are like 27 and 30, Saturn returns to the sign that it was in when you were born. Okay. So if you think about it, like 30 and 60 are like really big birthdays. Yeah. And people always make a big deal about them. So it's interesting that Saturn return kind of goes along with those, which I thought thought was really interesting. And then 90, I mean. Holy shit. Good for you. Good for you. I know Um, some pretty sprightly 90-year-olds. Just put me out of my misery, honestly. (laughs) So, in astrology, Saturn is kind of the ruler, the the task maker, the one who makes you do things. So, Saturn return, it kind of, it comes back and it can be looked at as this kind of tough love, making Mm. you look at what you, how you have lived the past 30 years and making you make like a decision about the next 30 years. And so, I guess if you're like in your 30s, that generally happens... When, I don't know, I'm... How are you feeling about it? Well, it's not in mine right now because... So the way that my Saturn return worked was it... The orbit 
was like a little is like weird it's not like a exact circle so it like goes into retrograde and it like skipped from like Sagittarius to then this one after Sagittarius <laughs> we should know Pisces I think Pisces so it skipped around so like it it was only in a retrograde Sagittarius for like three months mm. and then it went into Pisces so my I think that mine would be different I don't know but you missed it I think so I think it, like, happened at a different time. Wait, but retrograde doesn't mean it's really moving backwards. No, so, like, but it, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I would have to do, like, way more research on why. Because the, because its orbit is, like, an ellipse. Yeah. It so, would spin longer in some signs than in others. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know exactly. But the chart I was looking at the, for, like, 20 minutes, <laughs> it made it seem like, Sagittarius might have already happened okay. for me. Saturn return might have already happened. Yeah, Saturn oh. return. So, <clears throat> I don't know. Um, <laughs> you're like the, the most low-key. I would be like, well, I have to fucking know. And you're like, I don't know, whatever. But it's fine. Well, so this is a time when people often are making career choices. So 30, kind of thinking about where their career is going to take them. 60s when people are thinking of retiring. And so Saturn return lasts about two and a half to three years. And this is when people kind of make choices about, about their careers and kind of where they want to see their life for mm. the next 30 years. So you might just kind of start to feel that around that time. And I have what Saturn means in each sign, because mm. that kind of depicts how it affects you a little bit. Uh, and kind of also Saturn is the job that, or your career path. Right. And so different signs, when Saturn's in different signs, it can affect kind of what you want your career path to mm. be, what you want to get out of Saturn return. So... If your Saturn return was in Aries, I should get everyone should pause, look it up there whenever Saturn, what it was. What I want to look at mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so when Saturn is in Aries, that means that you can kind of be impulsive when it comes to making big choices about your life or big choices about careers. Which is a good thing because it can kind of kickstart a trend or it can make you take risks, but it can also backfire because it can mean that you're, you're, you might not stay on one idea for to like see it through. You mm. might kind of hop around. Gotcha. So it's maybe it, not the most committed. Yes. Yeah. So. Saturn return can be a time when you kind of have to reckon with that. Ooh, you you yeah. have to decide whether you want to keep jumping around and doing this if that's working for you or if you want to commit to something. Uh, that doesn't mean you have to like stop being a Saturn in Aries. You can still be impulsive, but just think about what that means for your life and, mm. and for your career. So Saturn in Taurus. You have an eye for beauty. Oh, <laughs> like fashion? Yeah, and so you enjoy luxury and you you know this about yourself, but you may find that you don't really have the funds or the actual lifestyle to back up this luxury. Oh, shit. So, that sounds tough. <laughs> yeah, so you have to kind of start thinking about what you really want out of this, like, 
beauty and mm. and kind of where that is is coming from which i mean it's fine if yeah. you want like your you got to be know, a little bit more beauty. like resourceful yeah maybe. yeah exactly so kind of just start thinking about how you are going to live this luxurious mm. lifestyle mm-hmm. because if you do want to live this luxurious lifestyle you just got to make some more money Oh. You know. <laughs> so Saturn in Gemini, these are good communicators and good with words, but they may have trouble with confidence, so their words might not always be as powerful as oh. they want them to be or to to get across to as large of an audience as they want them to be. So Saturn return can be a time to start working on this confidence and really communicating Communicating these ideas with confidence mm-hmm. um, and kind of seeing what seeing what that, that means for your life and your career in general. Saturn in Cancer. This one was interesting. They said that people with Saturn in Cancer... Did you look yours up? Yeah. What is it? It's not anyone we've said yet. No. no. Um, <laughs> Saturn, I'll surprise you. Saturn in Cancer, that was kind of you... You are really attached to kind of your family and consider this like a very large part of your life, but it said that people with Saturn and Cancer can be like too connected. Like they haven't like flown the nest yet. They, oh, yes. Interesting. So 30 for people with Saturn and Cancer can be a time when they have to deal with these relationships that might be crutches that that might be that they should have moved on from for now because they do want to foster like a large sense of yeah. of community. What's that um, um movie where Sarah Jessica Parker's is paid to like date that guy? Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't it about something about 30? Yeah. Oh. You know what I'm talking about. Yes, though. yeah. It's not a horrible movie. I don't think I've ever seen it, but I Zoe Deschanel is like the best friend as you know. Oh, is she? I, I've never seen it, but I know what movie you're talking about. Yeah. And now it's going to bug me that I can't remember. <laughs> okay. I have so many things pulled up on my phone. I could pull it up. But Some, that's what that reminded me of. Someone is like screaming it right now. I know. Saturn in Leo. If you were born with Saturn in Leo, this means you are, you could be very good at performance and art or kind of an, an actor and they like glamour in their, mm-hmm. their life, but... The not surprising. <laughs> yeah. So the downside can be that it has kind of taken them a little while to figure out what they actually want out of out of life. So Saturn in Leo, this can be a good time to start thinking about how you can balance kind of the more mature lifestyle mm-hmm. with this this glamour and the the showmanship with which you like to live your life. Gotcha. The movie's called Failure to Launch. Oh, okay, yeah. Failure to Launch. Space. Astrology. <laughs> do, 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 do. No. <laughs> Another conspiracy theory. Pop culture. Pop culture. <laughs> Us! Who's in my friend now? So, Saturn and Leo. Saturn and Virgo. They like their lives to be run like a, a very kind of well-oiled machine, mm. attention to detail, and that's kind of how they like their career. They want their career to be to be kind of set and and moving along the way they, they see it, or the way they want it to be. But this can kind of hinder them from like taking chances mm. or... Or it can hold it can hold them back. The idea that they are not fitting into this like perfectly mm. well oiled machine and they may have to deal with that during 
No. <laughs> Someone's pissed out there. <laughs> Someone is like, my Saturn is Virgo and my life is going yeah. fine. No. Everything's fine. <laughs> Get in the car. <laughs> Get off your cell phone. <laughs> No, um, never. <laughs> it's also interesting when Saturn is in Virgo, that also means it's in your sixth house. So. Wait, really? Yeah, I think so. But the zodiac isn't always in the same house, right? It, it like lines up with houses Saturn does. Because. Oh. Yeah, I don't wait. Know. I'll just defer that that's great. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it also said that people with Saturn in Virgo can be. They like, like, natural things, mm. and kind of looking to that might, just kind of going in that vein might help with the Saturn returns. Yeah. Saturn in Libra. So relationships are super important to Saturn in Libras, and they kind of consider it a defining factor for, for their lives. So this can sometimes mean that they will hold on to them for, for longer than they should, and it's it's important for a Libra to kind of see what is what is best for themselves during during Saturn return. Kind of look look inward, and for careers they kind of like things with with justice and beauty and and nurturing. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of thinking about how they can they can use those those things in their in their career kind of moving forward Saturn in Scorpio mm-hmm. this was interesting because I feel like a lot of them were like outwardly bit like kind of like this is how you deal with your life in general and this yeah. is but this one was very specific if there's been something that you've been having issues with with like your your body like it mentioned like body image or like your your sex life or something if you are like lacking in abundance in mm. somewhere Saturn return is a time where you can kind of work through those Whoa. those issues wow yeah that thought, sounds nice yeah <laughs> shit because <laughs> uh, like Scorpio is very about like the body and mm-hmm. and all that it's Scorpio season right now yeah it is um so you it can kind of give you give you time to work through mm. that but it also said that when thinking about a career if you're Saturn is in Scorpio you might want to look to something that's like stressful kind of like like me it's like something that's going to be like difficult because you kind of like the drama you like working hard so one of the things it was like you could be a social worker go into medicine because those are things where there are issues like cropping up yeah and you enjoy that but it's just not the like bad kind of drama Mm, like it's like a drama where then you would help people and like try to try to fix it so i thought that was interesting saturn in sagittarius which is yours which is mine yes so this was interesting because it had to do with kind of where you are living and Mm -hmm. it said you could be prone to like living like a nomadic lifestyle and so kind of thinking (laughs) (laughs) so like thinking about how you want that to like affect mm. like if you want that to kind of continue on which is like fine or if if you don't if you want to like kind of start to like put down roots somewhere it's yeah really a fork in the road yeah and it also said that this is a sign that governs education and so it might be a time when you start thinking about how you will be like educate like a lifelong learner mm. or, or something like that 
Saturn in Aquarius, during Saturn return, you may feel like your life is lacking a purpose. Oh, fuck. Um, are you Saturn in Aquarius? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Feeling that already. Um, <laughs> as you want to do something for the greater good. Uh, you may feel a calling to work for a nonprofit, or it's the sign that also rules innovation and technology. So mm, you interesting. Might, mm-hmm, so you might be thinking of of a way that you can kind of affect people on a larger scale through these these things. But as a humanitarian, you tend to put yourself last. So mm, well, in definitely in, emotionally, yeah, in kind of these like larger like life path aspects. Uh. <laughs> I looked up when Saturn was going to return to Aquarius to see if when it, it returns um, soon March 2020 which would oh. be right after I turned 29 mm. I'm pretty sure right I turned 26 no that'll be the year I turned 29 that'll, that's like yeah. right after I turned 28 okay because I turn I'll turn 28 in December of 2019 yep so right on time. Wow. Right on oh, time. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Saturn in Pisces, the last one. So during Saturn return, you will draw on your healing and compassion, and it may awake a more spiritual side in you. Uh, however, you kind of deem spiritualness to, <laughs> to yourself, and kind of you might feel a calling to more of like the art side and, and just something that if you have been kind of not really emotionally in touch with your mm-hmm. with yourself. This will be kind of a time to to do that. So that's how Saturn return affects all of the signs. Wow. I don't know when mine is. That was deep. But <laughs> Google it. When will Saturn be in? I never know how to spell Sagittarius. Sagittarius. <laughs> that should be a t-shirt. December 23rd, 2014 through December 19, 2017. So right now. Oh, that makes sense. Right now, Erin! <laughs> right now are you feeling those things? Read it again. Are you a nomad? <laughs> where and how... Did we just have a... <laughs> where and how will you grow for the next two years? Disciplined Saturn is back and worldly Sagittarius, pushing us to evolve our beliefs and open our minds, but from a pra- practical point of view. Mm-hmm. So December it was 2015? On December 23rd, 2014, oh, damn. so our first semester of grad school, mm-hmm. Saturn, the ruler of maturity, growth, and challenges, left watery Scorpio for fiery Sagittarius, a new cycle that will last until December 19th, 2017. So I missed, like, all of it. No, you didn't miss it. You're living through it right now. You're writing a novel through it right now. I feel like I it was I pretty clearly decided what I wanted to do during that time. Oh, Saturn briefly left Sagittarius in 2015, mm-hmm. then settled back in for a two-year stay. Okay. Saturn's last tour of Sagittarius was November 1985 until November 1988. Yeah. Yeah. So Saturn- I was at the very cusp. <laughs> I'm like just reading you out right now. Saturn and Sagittarius are strange bedfellows because Sagittarius is the sign of optimism and expansion, while Saturn is all about restriction and harsh realities. But this blending of opposites could actually strike blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Saturn can influence leaders or leadership style, and with philosophical Sagittarius here, we may see some fascinating people rise through the ranks. 
Of course, as a brash fire sign, Sagittarius can be rather dogmatic and outspoken, so we might also see a few grandstanding armchair philosophers who are more talk than action. I don't, I just, I don't even know what that means. This transit could be a boon for the personal growth industry. This this is boring. This isn't telling me what I want. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I would say the last two years, three years, have been pretty big <laughs> for <Huge>. me. Huge. <laughs> have been pretty big for me. And it was the same time that Jupiter was in my sign. Oh, right. So maybe that helped me through Saturn return. Oh, no. Depression can be a byproduct of heavy Saturn transits. Yeah, I mean, that that makes kind of sense with, like, people, when people are, like, getting close to their 30s, yeah. they either, but I'm pumped to be 30. Yeah. I'm very excited it. to be 30. I My hair is going white, so I'm just, like, owning it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a streak right in the front. Do it. And I hope that, I, like, want it to, like, come in soon because, because for so long, I was, like, I have my dad's hair and my dad did not start going really white until he was in his 40s and he still has some of his his dark hair but his sisters that I look just like they all started graying when they were like 30 and the aunt that I look just like she had had like a streak right here oh um, man yeah like a, a Cruella de Vil strike oh that's cool uh, yeah so and it start I because over the summer I was like oh I'm getting like the sun is like lightening this blonde oh. up here and then and now I'm like, oh no, that it's just like the last bit of pigment just like puttering out. <laughs> and now it's white. It's gonna be badass. So it's though. Saturn return and my hair is going white. Think about how much your students are gonna like. I know, I <laughs> thought about that actually. So I'm just like, okay, now that I've accepted that my hair is going mm-hmm. white, I just wanna have that streak. <laughs> so, all right. I feel fine with Saturn return. <laughs> well, now, yeah, the planets are never going to align, so yeah. at least we have Saturn return. Damn. That was good. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Email us if you have any corrections. Yes. Or if you want to know anything about Saturn return. Yeah. Or if you weren't allowed to watch Hercules grow <laughs> You're one of those people oh, I went to high school yeah. with who aren't allowed to watch Hercules. Oh. Email us. Alrighty, adios. Bye.